You are Locked On Indians, your daily Cleveland Indians podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Today's episode is brought to you by rockauto.com. Fantastic selection, great prices, rockauto.com. Hello, Indians fans. This is Locked On Indians. I'm your host, Jeff Ellis. Should we start with today's game or yesterday's game by the time you download and listen? I mean, even as I'm recording, it counts as yesterday's game. Another win by the Indians so far uh, in terms of predicting win-loss. I am perfect in this series. We'll talk about tomorrow's game uh, following this one. Another odd one for the Indians. Uh, Clevenger does not get a quality start, even though he doesn't allow any earned runs, even though he only allows two hits, because he only goes five and two-thirds of an inning. 103 pitches, five walks, and especially there, uh, if you were like me and you are watching the game, that final inning, the control just seemed to slip away from him. Uh, he was, I had no problems with them pulling him, let's put it that way. Great performance, nice rebound. What's odd, though, is, you know, listening to the broadcast again, they are talking about how, you know, he needs to figure it out and kind of get back to the pitcher he's supposed to be. This pitcher has been in his last two starts. That's the pitcher many of us thought he would be uh, coming up through the minors. Uh, he struggled with his control and was kind of surprised when he figured it out a bit in the pros. That's why, even though I rated him like number two, number three prospect in the entire system at the time, uh, and I was the high man, I still would have never predicted him to be, become what he has become, which is one of the top ten pitchers in baseball when everything's going correctly. So we'll see how it goes. Uh, they are facing a team that's really bad right now, that's really struggling. They are facing their mirror image, and that benefited. Uh, three hits and six walks for them in this game. For the Reds, uh, even Castellanos had a, a hit and a walk, still staying hot. Eugenio Suarez, who we've talked about, was probably their top hitter heading into the year by most people's prediction. He got two walks in this. He's starting to show some signs of life. On the Indian side of things, should we just talk about the managerial issue? Tito is not going to be back, uh, it looks like, anytime soon. Not really sure exactly what his medical issue is, was the report. They're still trying to figure it out. So the Indians moved Mike Sauerball to bench coach, and I can't remember who they promoted to be the third base coach right now off the top of my head. Uh, maybe I have that tweet somewhere. Uh Tony Massolino, who I believe, well, I remember meeting Tony when he was a manager in AA, and I believe was a AAA a year ago. This is all to help uh, Sandy Alomar as he steps into that role, because remember, as we talked about in yesterday's show, Sandy Alomar was the third man up for this team. Uh, if Brad Mills doesn't opt out, opt out of the season, he's the one who's managing right now. And this was a lineup construction I have issues with. Um... I'm glad that Zimmer is still in, and again, another hit in this one. He is actually producing and playing. Jordan Luplow against righties, we're just, they're not doing him any favors. We, we talked about this all offseason. Jordan Luplow is fantastic against left-handers, but there is absolutely, positively no proof, no reason, no rational belief in his ability to hit right-handed pitching. Sending him out there is just foolhardy at best, and at worst, it's uh, self-sabotage. On top of Leplo, you know, not this is not being something he's good at. He was hurt before the season began. So we're in a situation where he's not fully healthy. He didn't get a lot of reps. And you're going to just keep having him go out there. 
I'm not saying you bench Luplo. I'm saying let him do what he does. Let him mash lefties and have him on the bench against righties. He had a great season a year ago doing exactly that, and it was so silly to be like, well, you know, he earned the chance to, to try and hit righties this year. There's no, again, data or anything that showed that he was ever going to hit righties. The Indians acquired him to be a, a better version of Geyer, who they had, um, you know, parted ways with after they acquired him a few years ago. And Leplo was great in that role. So let's let him get back to that role. Stop sending him out in these situations. Why is Domingo Santana not playing? I understand the defense isn't there. If that's the case, then, you know, give Fran Mill a few more nights off. After yesterday's big home run, another disappointing day for Fran Mill. Didn't look good at the plate at all. Uh, for the Indians, they finished with four hits and six walks. Cesar Hernandez reaching base three times in this one. Two walks and a hit. Uh, let's see, and then Mercado, nope, he just had a walk, so, yeah, no one else reached base twice, and, uh, Cesar Hernandez reached three times. Mercado, we have to talk about the big play, where he essentially turned nothing into something, and got that second run across, it was a fantastic insurance run for the Cleveland Indians. I, uh, I didn't love when Dominic Leone entered the game, uh, I believe there were two on at the time, a player that home run prone to me, that's not the guy I want to bring in in that situation. It worked out for the Indians. They got the strikeout. Oliver Perez came in and was great. Karen Chalk was fantastic. Brad Hand, he looked good. Uh, Velocity still wasn't there. There was the one guy who got away from him with the walk, but uh, they weren't picking up his stuff well. He was moving it in and out of the zone. Uh, he was effective. That's his fourth save of the year. The Indians have seven wins, and he's got four of those saves. Now, I forgot to comment yesterday. Yesterday was 12 games in. That's 20% of the season. The Indians are now 20% of the way done with the year already. It just it makes it difficult because it is such a smart, smart, oh, small season. It's one-third the size. So we don't want to get obsessed with small sample size numbers, but we also have to realize that the season's 20% of the way in the books. Uh, where they are at this point is fine. I'd like to see him playing a little better, specifically offensively. Pitching has been unbelievable. Uh, Mandy Bell had a tweet that uh, 11 of the 12 Indian starts either must have been coming into yesterday's game more quality starts, and that hadn't happened since 2002. Of course, now they're at uh, 11 for 13 because tonight's wasn't a quality start, uh, which is, again, why suddenly quality starts are dumb because it was a quality start, even if it wasn't in name. Uh, yeah, uh, the Indians tomorrow have uh, Carlos Carrasco versus Luis Castillo. For the love of God, don't put Jordan Luplo in the game. Again, I really like Luplo, but Castillo will eat him alive. It's going to be a rough game for the Indians. Um, I think we probably end up with the split. I, I'm going to lean on the Reds having the advantage tomorrow uh, for that game. And then after that, it's... Uh, off to the White Sox, I believe. And, uh, you know, it's going to be... That's a, we talked about that's a team uh, that just put Carlos Rondon on the disabled list. They're scuffling themselves a bit. Uh, right now, so yeah, we know it's Carrasco and Castillo, and then we know Friday's game is uh, Savali and Cease. And we know that Sunday is Bieber-Giolito. We don't know what the Saturday matchup for Plesak is. And then they... Uh, so it's kind of weird in my mind to like 
So they go to Chicago to face the White Sox. Then they come home to face uh, the Cubs. And then they go back on the road for six more. It's like, shouldn't they just stay in Chicago and face uh, the Cubs there as well? Like, let's just have them do all five games there rather than home, road, back on the road. It's, it's I don't know. Just struck me as a bit odd, a bit funny, as I was uh, looking at the way the schedule shapes up. As we mentioned at the top of the show, today's show is brought to you by rockauto.com, the fantastic site to go and look for the parts your car needs right now. And they are able to pass savings on to you because instead of having a bunch of stores where they have to worry about paying for rental and having someone there, they are a one-stop shop where you're going to go online, find the piece you need, and they send it to you rockauto.com saves you money it's going to save you time when you go there right now type in the little box how'd you hear about us locked on or type locked on mlb you can even type locked on indians just make sure you're saying locked on right now again go to rockauto.com check out all the fantastic stuff you can find for your car very easy to navigate whether or not you are a person who knows cars i know nothing i can navigate very easily and remember, when you go to rockauto.com, in the little box that says, how did you hear about us? Type locked on. Helps us out. Our other fantastic sponsor is Postmates. There is no better time for Postmates than the world we live in right now. Where it's, a, you know, who wants to leave their house? Who wants to risk going to the store? I mean, I feel like every time I go to the store, there's at least three people out there who don't have masks. And I, I always feel like, hey, I'm wearing this mask for you because... Uh, I'm coughing all the time right now, and uh, sure, it's just because of allergies, but still. Enough of my diatribe. Postmates is going to bring those groceries to your door. You don't have to worry about what people are or are not doing uh, out in the community because it doesn't matter what it is, where you need it from, or what time of the day it is. You're going to find Postmates is there to help you. Download the app, and when you use the promo code Locked On, it's going to give you $100 of free delivery credit for your first seven days. Use that to get food brought to your house, your groceries, Tylenol from the uh, drugstore. You can have it bring you fast food. Take a week for yourself and be lazy. Download Postmates now. You can get that for Android or iOS. When you use that promo code LOCKDOWN, you're going to get $100 of free delivery credit. So the delivery is on the LOCKDOWN network. And that is your little code to use, LOCKDOWN. All, just one word, no space. Use LOCKDOWN in the Postmates app. And you will be uh, treating yourself soon. Okay, so I kind of was delaying, hoping we'd get an announcement on what the Indians roster moves would be. But uh, that just does not look like it's going to happen anytime soon. So we don't know who are the two players that are going to be removed. If you listen to yesterday's uh, broadcast, we'll have uh, some guesses. Uh, I had some guesses on yesterday's broadcast about who I think could be taken off. I think there's four names to know. Um, just an interesting name to keep in mind. I don't think the Indians are going to necessarily jump on this, but I, I was seeing that Franklin Barreto, who, man, did that Donaldson deal not work out for <laughs> Oakland. Uh, you know, Barreto is the big piece, but even the secondary pieces haven't worked out. Barreto has had a last four years he's had some opportunities to play in the big leagues it's never come together together for him i'm hearing he's uh, gonna be gone from oakland i don't think the indians are the team to chase but i'll be very curious to see some of these uh teams that aren't as good if they're gonna take a risk on some upside there and it's kind of like the final cut day 
you know, we're sitting there and seeing who uh, who's going to be cut down, and teams are going to jump at these opportunities because players that uh, don't have options or are going to be risked into the exposure process right now. It's just gonna. There's going to be turnover, especially with teams like the Marlins and the Cardinals desperate to add players. So just it's going to be a lot of movement. There's going to be players who are cut essentially designated for assignment who very quickly end up on other rosters and who knows again I don't think the Indians are gonna go for Franklin Barreto here but there might be another player who makes sense there might be someone who the Indians jump on though let's be honest it's probably unlikely they're gonna add anyone that is released in this process they already have uh, a lot of depth of their own it would take a pretty spectacular player being released let's talk about a cutter let's talk about multiple cutters because uh, Clevenger started to show a cutter heavily on Wednesday night. Uh, he was saying that, uh, what was the quote exactly? Here it is. It's, it seems like a misfired fastball is all. I don't know. Keeping that cat in the bag as long as possible. And the slider that he threw, 14 of them, he had 42 sliders on Wednesday. 14 of them clocked in under just 90 miles an hour. Typically his slider sits more in the low 80s. Now, Eno Saras had a uh, piece that dropped, I believe, today, no, yesterday, which was the game day, uh, about pitchers who are throwing new pitches, and Shane Bieber uh, was on here and talked about his appearance on the MLB Network, where uh, they asked him about changes on the movements of his pitches, and he's like, no, those aren't changes, I'm just throwing a cutter, and all of the fancy technology is picking it up as a slider. Um... And the cutter has been uh, pretty devastating so far for him earlier this year to go with his curve and his slider. Uh, the way it's working together makes him even more dangerous. And taking it the next step, as we said, Clevenger was starting to throw it in the game this week. So I am curious what uh, made them all go out and work on their cutter. It's great. It's something that, uh, you know, adding more to your repertoire, especially if it can be an effective pitch, is uh, is always a good thing to do. It definitely elevates a lot of pitchers. Like I said, Eno Saras has a fantastic piece. Uh, seven pitchers who have added pitches, uh, to, you know, basically that have made them look even better early on. Chris Paddock also added a cutter. Uh, Kenley Jansen with a slider. Austin Voth with a splitter. Uh, Tyler Molly, who we talked about on yesterday's show, slider. And Yushi Ketchik. Kikichi, sorry, pronunciations, also added a cutter. So a lot of people went out and added, and Logan Webb, cutter. So he wrote this piece about seven players adding pitches, and four of them added a cutter. And for the longest time, that was the Chicago White Sox trick to success. Uh, I always think about Esteban Loiza in particular, but there were a lot of players where the, uh, the White Sox had him pick up a cutter, and that became a way to make them an effective more effective pitcher or to take them from ineffective to at least league average uh, it was kind of their trick for the longest time and you know like i said the eno service piece in particular highlights seven pitchers four of them added cutters sounds like maybe he can do an eighth in there and make that yet another cutter so um, it, it's there's a reason why a lot of pitchers are going out and adding that pitch you know cutter being short for the cut fastball it just helps in terms of your rep- repertoire. It gives you another look, another way to keep hitters off balance. And when you're looking at someone like Shane Bieber uh, or Chris Paddock in the National League, 
with as well as both of those guys pitched a year ago, it's almost unfair for them to be able to go out and deepen the repertoire, make themselves more effective, and find ways to uh, just continue to get better as pitchers. It is interesting in the Mandy Bell piece where I got the information on Clevenger that he uh, doesn't seem to want to quite give away the information. He is definitely playing it very coy in the early going, trying to keep that cat in the bag. You, I will be curious to see if Trevor Bauer also goes out and shows a cutter. Uh, we know Clevenger and Bauer are very close. We won't see uh, Bauer in this series as the Reds uh, move ahead for their next opponents. And we won't see Bauer at all this year because this is the only time the Reds and the uh, the Indians will face each other. With the win today, it means that uh, there'll be at least a split of the Ohio Cup. Uh, I don't think that information matters to anyone outside of the fact that uh, it's something they can talk about on the broadcasts. So there's always that. Uh, just not a lot, of, whole lot going on with the Indians. It's the same story we've seen so far this year in every single game, which is fantastic starting pitching, shaky offense. They're able to get through because of their pitching and the bullpen performing better than one can hope. Uh, I am very curious to see how well the bullpen continues to stand up, how Brad Hand looks, if he can continue to be effective even with lower velocity, if we start seeing a little bit more Cam Hill. And I'm just, at this point, I'm most curious, and we'll talk about on tomorrow's show, the changes they make to the roster because of the moving from 30-man to 28-man roster. So remember to tune in tomorrow. Uh, we'll be talking about the Indians ending the uh, the series with the Reds. We'll talk about the series upcoming against the White Sox, and we will, of course, talk about the roster moves the Indians make. I've been Jeff Ellis. You have been a fantastic group, as always. Remember to download and listen daily, tell a friend, rate and review. Those are all big things to help out this show. And as always, go Tribe.